first, let's head to the U.S. Vote counting is underway in many states at this hour uh, in the midterm elections tonight of great consequence, of course, that will help determine uh, the nation's path on a bunch of issues such as economic stability, reproductive rights, of course, post Roe v. Wade, and uh, public safety has been a big issue as well. And democracy is on the ballot this year, uh, according to the Democrats. But, uh, you know, they, they've made that a central part of their campaign, that they will protect democracy. All 435 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives are up for grabs, as are 35 U.S. Senate seats and 36 governorships. Um, and the balance, the balance of who is in the sort of who will control Congress is at play here. Uh, polls are closing in several Western states right now or just have or are about to, although there are some delays in Nevada. And that's a very consequential battle going on there. But Utah, Montana, Iowa, uh, an hour to go in Washington, Oregon, California and Idaho. So we'll cover those for you as the show goes on. Again, the prize would be for the Republicans to win uh, both the House of Representatives and the Senate. And that would have a major impact on the final two years of President Biden's first term. Anger, apparently, is the most commonly word heard word in exit polling as Americans cast their ballots today. Dissatisfaction or anger with the direction of the country is how 73% of voters said they felt in a preliminary exit poll. 46% say their personal finances are worse than they were two years ago. 32% of voters say inflation's their top issue, while 27% said it's abortion. A general alarm being sounded by 70% of voters who say democracy is threatened, with roughly equal percentages of Republicans, Democrats, and independents saying that is the case. Brian Clark, ABC News. Well, joining me now with more on this is Charles Bierbauer. He's a distinguished professor and dean emeritus at the College of Information and Communication at the University of South Carolina. He's also a longtime correspondent, including a longtime White House uh, correspondent. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Happy to be with you. Do you still get the? Uh, do you still feel the buzz on nights like tonight from all your time covering U.S. politics when these sorts of events go down? Everyone feels the buzz on a night like this, and and it's and it's a buzz of uncertainty. It's a buzz of indecision, and and as always, it's the too early to call that uh, that the networks keep throwing up there, and that, that leaves you wondering how is this going to turn out. And at this point, quite frankly, it's still too early to call. It's too. I mean, there's been uh, really there are only 28 seats. I guess there aren't that many races that are actually up in the air. Most of most of them seem not that not that they're a foregone conclusion, but I guess they figured out there aren't that many seats that are really competitive. Um, and, but we've and, seen and a that's few. Much the yeah, case, yes. Yeah, we've seen a few um, developments so far tonight, though that are that are of interest. Well, there are certain, there are always things that are of interest, but but again, you wonder how, for example, is the Senate race in Georgia going to turn out? It's been right. ebbing back and forth between Senator uh, Warnock and the the challenger Herschel Walker. How is the New York State governorship going to turn out? How are various Senate races? Uh, Nevada has just, I think, the polls have just closed or are closing out there. Uh, there are a lot of close races. There's no question about that. For the most part, incumbents are, are safe or relatively safe, but it's the open seats and the seats that are being challenged. And those are enough to, to change the balance in both the House and the Senate. Yeah. Well, how about your home state of, of Pennsylvania? That's been an interesting one to watch. Well, that's my home state is Pennsylvania. Yeah. I live in North Carolina, which is also an interesting state to watch. There's a Senate race that is now still up in the air here. 
Pen- Pennsylvania, if, if I were guessing at this point, the governorship seems to be moving very safely towards the Democrats. And at this point, always the, the caveat, uh, it would appear that, uh, that Dr. Oz uh, can probably go back to New Jersey. <laughs> that was one of the, that's been one of the most interesting uh, battles, of course, between uh, between Fetterman and Oz, because it's been a real a real nasty one. But if you look at the math, uh, the Democrats don't actually have to they they don't have to hold on to that. They need to hold on to a few and win one, I guess, or take a few. But really, it's just a balance of one for the for the Republicans. So every single one of these is is kind of a well, not to overstate it, but these are some these are all very seriously important races. Every Senate race is, is absolutely that critical. Uh, you, if you win one you uh, or lose one, if you lose one, you have to win one somewhere else. And that's why Pen- Pennsylvania, because it's it's a seat that's being vacated, uh, is is important. Uh, my sense would be if Fetterman had not had uh, heart troubles uh, several months ago, this would not have been as close a race as it has become. Uh, Dr. Oz suffers greatly because he is seen as the carpetbagger from across the Delaware River. And Pennsylvania and New Jersey really think that the Delaware River is the eastern uh, border of the United States, not not the Atlantic Ocean. It's uh, yeah. And of course, Oprah Winfrey came out against her old uh, TV buddy uh, this week as well, which I gather gather had a bit of an impact. You never know what happens in politics. In the grander scheme of things, do you sense the tension over over you know there's of course on this side of the border where there really is a and it, the the border really does end up in uh, up around you know the Niagara River and so on um there's been a real sense that that with the Republican Party, with just the sheer number of election deniers that have been running and successfully uh in this election that there's there's that there's quite a bit at stake here if the Republicans do in fact win the tone could be very the tone tonight could be very different depending on how it turns out. Well, the tone is going to be harsh for the next two years, largely depending on what Donald Trump decides to do. And everything he is saying right now suggests that he wants to run again. Uh, and and wh- whether that's bluster, whether that's uh, self-aggrandizement, whether that's uh, his inability to concede anything, but it's still hanging out there that that if Republicans do well in these midterm elections, that would be more encouraging for him. There's a, there's a, a seeming rift developing between Trump and and Governor DeSantis in Florida that is worth keeping an eye on as we go forward. But the essential thing coming out of these midterms is whether the Republicans or the Democrats control Congress, keeping in mind that even if the Republicans do take over the House, which is probably the more likely, and even the Senate, that they would be dealing with a presidential veto that uh, the Republicans could not overcome. So Biden still has uh, uh, the the ace in the hole, I don't want to call it the Trump card, uh, going forward over the next two years. You covered politics for for a long time. You covered the Supreme Court. You covered Washington. You covered the White House. How different does it look? How different does it feel today than it did? Because from an outsider's perspective, it looks very different. It's it's mean. It's ornery. It's antagonistic. 
the, the, the language is horrendous. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, not to say that politics hasn't always been a nasty game. And if you if you go back, Nixon played it roughly. Lyndon Johnson played it roughly. Uh, Kennedy may be much uh, beloved, but he played politics as well. I mean, that's part of the game in this country. I suspect it is in Canada, too, and in, and in a lot of other places. But this has been, over the last approximately six years, but not solely the last six years, as mean, as nasty, as, as contentious, uh, with with almost no sense of uh, willingness to find middle ground. I used to do a, a, a talk show for 10 years at CNN, and, and you would bring on people as diametrically opposed as, let's say, Ted Kennedy and Orrin Hatch, a Democrat mm-hmm. and a Republican, and they would fight with each other for the half-hour interview, and then they'd say something like, Tennis at three, drinks at five. That doesn't seem to exist in Washington anymore. Uh, I know you were based in in Moscow as well back in the day, speaking of places that have changed a lot over the years. Um, will this election or how the outcome of this election, because we've been hearing a lot from the Republicans about Ukraine, will it have any impact, do you think, on the war? Well, that's a good question, and I'm not sure what the answer is. When I was in Moscow, it was back in the good old, bad old days of the Cold War, back in back in the late 70s. I, I spent a lot of time in in Eastern Europe and a lot of time studying that. But the, the Ukraine war is is one that is is almost a, you know, harkens back to the to the Cold War days. Uh, the the Putin administration is is kind of a Stalin Khrushchev Brezhnev uh, revisited uh, orientation. There are Republicans now who are saying, "Well, if we win and take control, not a dollar more for Ukraine." That's pretty short-sighted in terms of what uh, the balance of interests are between the United States uh, and and Russia uh, these. Days And quite frankly, those uh, occasional Republicans who are making those kinds of statements, I'm not sure that that represents uh, the totality of how Republicans would feel. An awful lot of Republican office holders uh, like me grew up during the Cold War days and and cannot divorce themselves, nor should they necessarily, from the idea that Vladimir Putin is, is a revisitation of the worst elements of the Cold War. Yeah, indeed. I guess just I, I think it was a lot of uh, Canadians watching on looking to think what what it was there really, you know, certainly through Fox News and so on, there's been a, a narrative that uh, that in some ways the war in Ukraine mightn't be worth uh, investing too much money and what's in it for us would be sort of the uh, the line that we've been hearing. So it's interesting to hear what, what I mean, clearly President Biden still has uh, the presidential veto, but, you know, there could be pressure from from within Congress if it changes hands uh, to shift gears a bit. What about for other allies? Um, do you sense any changes in just the way that, uh, that, for instance, countries like Canada could be treated, just the way that America views the world if uh, Republicans control Congress? Lar- largely relationships start at at the top. And so it's it's the relationship between President Biden and Prime Minister Trudeau or the relationship between the, the 
president here and bear in mind that an awful lot is changing in Europe these days. Um, the UK, Great Britain has has a new prime minister. Uh, <laughs> Germany has a relatively new chancellor. And Benjamin Netanyahu is apparently coming back into Israel. So, so in some cases, these will be new relationships. And in other cases, they will be revisiting uh, where we were once upon a time. And that's going to be tricky. But Congress doesn't set that standard nearly as much as as uh, you know, the, the White House and and uh, what's happening in Ottawa and what's happening at number 10 in London. That's where where those things start to get set. So you'll be I guess it'll be a late night for you. Will you be up up watching? Or you're just going to wait and wait and watch it and find out what happened in the well, morning. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch for a while. But some of these states are not going to be decided very early. Take Pennsylvania, for example. Pennsylvania law prohibits them, if I understand this correctly, from even beginning to count the absentee ballots or the mail-in ballots, which are substantial, before the polls close today. Other states are different. Some states uh, could begin counting the absentee or or mail-in ballots ahead of time. So in a state like Pennsylvania, which is going to have a very close race uh, for the Senate seat, we may not know for, for some time. We may not know about Arizona for some time. We may not know about some of the congressional races, although probably we'll know more of those and fewer of the of the really close Senate races. Uh, people are people are saying days and maybe even weeks. Uh, it's not going to be on your headline uh, news tomorrow morning. Oh well, hold on to your seat, Charles Brubauer. Thanks so much. Happy to be with you. Thank you. 